based on account from a book that describes itself as a directory of all the churches that use the name Church of Christ, there are 144 congregations from Nashville on down to Columbia, that corridor from which our membership comes, 144 congregations that use the name Church of Christ. But that's really not necessarily saying much because among those congregations, you can go from just extremely conservative to extremely liberal-minded. You go from congregations that say that they can't have Bible classes and they're only going to drink one cup, all the way to congregations that have completely gotten rid of any concept of having to look for any means of authority for what they do. And then every shade and color of the spectrum in between. But sometimes, as I talk to folks in this Middle Tennessee area, I get the feeling that as we look at all of those, that some folks have a, a kind of mindset that says, yeah, but at least they're Church of Christ. And it's all, and I'm not saying I get that from everybody. I'm just saying that at times when I've talked to folks, I've gotten the idea that they, they might decry and complain about some of the differences and, and even speak out against the congregation as doing things that are unscriptural and think that they're in error, but then kind of end it with this idea. But, but you know, they're still just one of us and we're still, we're all the same and really it's all okay because at least they're all still Church of Christ. And I think that misunderstands some biblical concepts that we need to grasp. And I'd like for us to take a look at that tonight, because that's really not the mindset that we should have about Christ's church. I've got three things that I want us to notice tonight, and then take a look at ourselves for just a few moments. But before we do that, would you bow with me in prayer, please? Almighty God and Father in heaven, we are so thankful for your Son who came to this world who lived and died, shed His blood so that His church might be established here on the earth, so that His kingdom might grow and, and reign here on the earth. And we pray that You would help us here at this congregation to be of Your Son, to be Your Son's congregation. Father, we pray that You would strengthen us to follow Your Word and Your Word alone. Help us not to get bogged down into a political mindset or to a party mindset, but simply to do what Your Word says and to try to proclaim for others to do what Your Word says. Father, we love You so much, and we thank You for loving us. We ask that You forgive us through Your Son's blood for the sins that we've committed. Forgive us when we have misunderstood and misapplied Your Scriptures and used them incorrectly. Help us to remove that from our lives, to focus on Your Word and Your will, so that no matter what we do, we glorify and honor You. Thank you so much for allowing us to be here tonight with one another. Through your Son we pray. Amen. The very first thing that I think we need to recognize when we have this mindset of, well, at least it's Church of Christ, is that this kind of mindset misunderstands what Church of Christ really means. That phrase, Church of Christ. And I think that some among our brethren have gotten to the point that they actually believe that that phrase, Church of Christ, 
was God's approved title or name for the church that Jesus established on the earth. Or that it's God's one and only approved title or name for the local congregations that He has established. But that is not true. The phrase Church of Christ is not a name. It's not a title. It is a description. The word church from the Greek, ekklesia, is a noun that means assembly or gathering. And the words of Christ, it's a prepositional phrase of ownership. It is the group of people, the assembly of people that belong to Jesus Christ. That's all it is. It is a description of what we are and what we as a local congregation are supposed to be in the universal sense. It is the assembly of all the people of all times who have been born into Christ who belong to Him. In Hebrews chapter 12, and verse 22, I believe, and 23, we see this concept in our Bible drill. The young kids are memorizing this verse because it really describes what the New Testament is all about. It's about us coming to this church, this kingdom of God. And it says in Hebrews 12:22, But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, to the assembly, or church, of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks better, that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. The assembly of the firstborn, firstborn there, by the way, speaks actually of the Christians who are, plural, enrolled in heaven. But that's that church, that universal assembling, gathering in a spiritual realm of people in Christ. In a local level, the idea of a church of Christ is a group of people who assemble that belong to Christ. A group of people who belong to Christ in a general location that assemble together on a regular basis. We see Romans chapter 16 and verse 16, in fact, uses this type of phraseology as it says, all the churches of Christ greet you. There's the concept of local congregations, localized groups of Christians, localized assemblies of people that belong to Jesus, who have bonded together and are now working together. The thing that we need to understand is that this is a description, not the name of these groups of churches. That's a denominational concept, that there is some type of name for all these groups of churches. Now, I don't have, personally, a problem with a congregation having a name for itself. I don't have a problem with that, especially in our modern time when we have to delineate between one congregation and another. You know, back in the Bible days, there was one congregation in each town. How many, are, how many different churches are in Franklin? Hundreds of churches. And so I understand that we need to have a, a name that's going to delineate the difference between this body of believers, and all the other different churches of whatever shape, size, and spectrum in the spiritual scale they might be. I think that's authorized just by the necessary inference of, of, of where we are. But I'll tell you something that we're going to have to recognize. There was not a single solitary church in the New Testament that ever had a name. There's no church in the New Testament that had a name. They didn't call it the Corinth Church of Christ. They didn't call it the Rome Church of Christ. It wasn't the East Side Church of Christ in Ephesus. 
In fact, when we look in the New Testament, what we see is they use over and over again descriptions to describe what they were. In Romans chapter 16 and verse 6, we've already seen it, churches of Christ. Did Paul, when he said the churches of Christ salute you, did he mean by that all the congregations that have a sign out in front of their building that says Church of Christ on it, they're the ones that greet you? No. What he meant was all the assembling groups who belong to Christ, they greet you. But look at some of the other descriptions. In 1 Corinthians 1 and 2 and 2 Corinthians 1 1, it's called the Church of God, which is at Corinth. We've got in Galatians 1 and 2, it just talks about the churches of Galatia. In 1 Thessalonians 1 1 and in 2 Thessalonians 1 1, it was called the church of the Thessalonians. In 1 Timothy 3 15, Paul called it the church of the living God. In Ephesians 1 1, Philippians 1 1, Colossians 1 1, in all three of those, he just used this type of phrase the saints who are at such and such location. And then in Acts 11, 26, verse 23, 15, Philemon 1, 2, it just talks about the church. This is the thing that we've got to understand. This concept that church of Christ is the name that has been given is not a biblical concept. It's a denominational concept. Church of Christ is a description. Do you realize, I remember... I was baptized out of a denomination into Christ's body when I was a teenager. And one of the things that I first heard people argue about was whether or not we were allowed to capitalize the word church in the phrase Church of Christ on the sign. Why was that argument there? Well, because it's not supposed to be a name. It's supposed to be a description. And yet somehow in the last 20 years since that time, folks even that we would consider really sound and really strong in the faith have moved from that position of understanding that Church of Christ is a description of a body of people that belong to Christ, not the name of Christ's kingdom, to now it's the point that, that we just act like, well, that's the name, and if you've got that name, everything's okay. That's just not the way it was in the Bible. Do you understand what this means? I, I just want you to think about this, and I know that this is shocking and challenging. And listen, I'm not suggesting that we change the name on our sign. We're still the same church we were. If we, we change the name on our sign, it would sound like we become something different, and I'm not for that. But I'll tell you what we need to learn from the Bible. Our sign could just as easily read as it does Church of Christ. But it could also be Church of God. It could be the Franklin Church of God. And we would still be of Christ. Folks say, oh, we don't want to do that because they're denomination. We don't want to be lined up with them. Well, guys, if we're going to say that, then let's get rid of Church of Christ because there's a denomination that we don't want to be lined up with. Every time they come out saying they're in favor of homosexuality, we get questions. Hey, is that y'all? Are y'all part of them? The United Church of Christ? It could say the Franklin Church of God. It could say just the Church of Franklin or the Church of the Middle Tennesseans or the Church of the Living God in Franklin. Or just the saints who are in Franklin. Or it could just say the Franklin Church. It could say that. And we would still be of Christ if we're still doing what the Word says. Now, no, that doesn't open the door to name our church anything we want. The New Day Deliverance Holiness Tabernacle, Church of God in Christ. That was one in Beaumont. That's my favorite one. It took me almost three weeks to memorize that name. We don't just get to name it anything we want, but we need to understand that the Bible uses it as description. And this denominational concept of, at least it's Church of Christ, at least it's got that name, because that's our right name. 
That's not a biblical concept. That's a denominational concept. The second thing that I think we need to recognize is that the phrase Church of Christ is not God's stamp of approval. We can't just say, this is a Church of Christ congregation. This is a Church of Christ college. This is a Church of Christ paper. This is a Church of Christ organization. And suddenly that means, oh, it's okay. Let me illustrate this by looking at another phrase that this is done with. Look at Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17, Paul wrote, Colossians 3:17, Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Everything we do in word or deed, it's supposed to be done in the name of Jesus. But people today have taken that and they have acted as though, as long as you say the word, in the name of Jesus, then it's actually being done in the name of Jesus. But that's not the truth. What does it mean for something to be done in the name of Jesus? It doesn't mean to say those words. It means to be done by Jesus' authority. Look in Acts chapter 4. It demonstrates that. In Acts chapter 4, beginning at verse 7, Peter and John healed the lame man. And now they're brought before the Jewish council. And when they had set them in their midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? What did they say? Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them in verse 8, Rulers and people, excuse, rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders which the built... And I'm having trouble reading. I don't know, I think maybe... I think maybe Clayton messed it up up here, and it's just kind of cursed now. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get through it tonight, Clayton. I think we'll make it. Let me get back there. Verse 11. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation and no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. What does it mean? By what power or by what name? What has given you the power to do this? In whose name are you doing this? Who has given you the power? Who has given you the authority? You see, in the name of Jesus doesn't mean saying those words. In the name of Jesus means doing what Jesus has authorized. What Jesus has empowered. And yet folks think that they can do anything they want as long as they say, I'm doing this in Jesus' name. And churches gather all over the place and they do whatever they want. And they say, it's in Jesus' name. And think that that covers it and that places God's stamp of approval on it. But you realize, I don't have to say those words to be doing something in Jesus' name. I didn't have to get up here and start saying, in Jesus' name I preach this sermon for it to be authorized by Jesus. At the same time, at the same time, I can say, in Jesus' name, and not be doing it in Jesus' name. All day long. All day long, I can sit there and, and get drunk. And I can say it's in the name of Jesus all I want. I can say those words. In the name of Jesus, I'm getting drunk. Getting drunk in the name of Jesus. And not once will it actually be in the name of Jesus. You see the point? I fear that at times we're doing the same thing with this phrase, Church of Christ. That we have the idea that as long as it says it, it must be so. As long as it says Church of Christ, then it really must be. 
that's not the case. Something is only of Christ when it's really of Christ. And it's only of Christ when it's coming from the Word. Look in Revelation chapter 2 and 3. The seven churches of Asia. Jesus was not happy with five of those churches. He was displeased with Ephesus because they had left their first love. He was displeased with Pergamum in chapter 2, verses 12 through 17, because they had those who held to the teaching of Balaam and those who held to the teaching of Nicolaitan. He was displeased with the church at Thyatira because they were tolerating the Jezebel and they had some who held to the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. He was displeased with the church at Sardis because they had a reputation of being alive and yet they were dead. And he was displeased with the church at Laodicea because they were lukewarm. Now let me ask you a question. If any of those five churches had a sign out front and on that sign it said Church of Christ, if they had this sign right here out in front of wherever they met, did that suddenly make them pleasing to God? Would God say, well, hey, Ephesus, you've left your first love, but that's okay, at least you're still a church of Christ. That's all right, Laodicea, you're lukewarm, but at least you're still a church of Christ. That's all right, Sardis. You, you, you've got a reputation of being alive, but man, you are dead as a stump, but that's okay, because you're still church of Christ. Would that change anything? We think about the two congregations in Revelation 2 and 3 that God said nothing bad about, the church in Smyrna and the church at Philadelphia. Let me ask you, were they approved because their sign said Church of Christ? No. They were approved because they were of Christ. Not because they had the right name on the sign, but because they had the right practice and teaching that made them of Christ. Third thing I think we need to recognize is that being in a church of Christ doesn't equal fellowship with God. Walking in the light does. Being, I'm going to say it again because I know that's probably shocking. Being in a church of Christ doesn't equal fellowship with God. Walking in the light does. Just because somebody's a member of a congregation that has the words Church of Christ on the sign doesn't mean they're in fellowship with the Lord. I think perhaps sometimes we get confused with that. But John speaks about it in 1 John. 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1, he says in verse 3, That which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you so that you may too may have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And then in verse 5 he goes on, This is the message we have heard from Him and proclaim to you that God is light. And in Him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. What brings us into fellowship with God? Walking in the light. 
I can be a part of a church whose name is called Church of Christ, but if I'm walking in darkness, I'm not in fellowship with God. And there can be a church whose name is Church of Christ, but if it's not teaching the will of God and the pattern that He has there, they're walking in darkness and they are not in fellowship with God. Now listen, I understand that Christianity is a growth process. I understand that even in churches that I would say generally stand for the truth, everybody there is growing and not everybody is at the same place and where they ought to be. And so I understand that even in churches that I would say aren't teaching the truth, there might be some folks that because of their growth, uh, you know, that's up to God. I, I'm not, I don't want to stand up here and act like we are the standard as a congregation of right and wrong, and I certainly don't want to stand up here and act like I'm the judge of any person who's right and wrong. God is going to deal with folks and their growth and where they are, and, and that's God's end of the stick to whittle on. But I can tell you what the general rule is. The general rule is, if the church isn't teaching what the Bible says, you're not in fellowship with God. If the church is not following the pattern that Jesus has established in His Testament, and the folks, because of following that erring teaching, are walking in darkness, then they are not in fellowship with the Father. Now, as much trouble as this is going to get me in, I've got to say this because I've got to make sure we understand this. You realize there's two sides to this thing. Number one, somebody can be in a congregation that doesn't have a sign that says Church of Christ on it and still be walking in the light and they're fellowship, in fellowship with God. Now, remember, what's walking in the light mean? Walking in the light means doing what the Bible says. All right? That means they're still going to be following the authority of God. I'm not saying they can go be a part of a denomination that's teaching error and still be walking in the light. I'm not saying that at all. But then on the other hand, somebody can be in a church whose sign says Church of Christ, and they might not be walking in the light, and therefore not be in fellowship with God. And so we're, not, we're just not allowed to look at folks and say, well, oh, at least they're going to Church of Christ. They must be right with God. Because that's just not necessarily the case. And we need to think about us. What about us? I'm happy that we have a name for all to see that says that we are a church of Christ. To, to proclaim to the community what we're trying to be. A congregation that belongs to Jesus. I gotta tell you, I'm happy that every time I pass by the, the, the one church in this town that claims to be the people's church, I'm glad to point out that we're Christ's church. But I tell you what, every single one of us better look in our hearts. Because if there is any one of us that thinks we're okay with God just because we're going to a church that's using a proper name, we're wrong. And we better not rest in that. Because we're not in fellowship with God just because we're attending in a building that has that sign out front. We're in fellowship with God when we're walking in the light. And secondly, we need to think about the mindsets that we have and, and the words that we use and, and the way we approach all these different churches even though they have the name Church of Christ. 
And I'll tell you when that's especially important. I can think of two times. Number one, when it's family. And number two, when it's people who have left our fellowship to go to another. And if folks have left our fellowship here to go to another one that's teaching the truth, that's following the will of God, for whatever reason, then may God bless them and may they serve Him and walk in the light with, with that congregation. But if they're going to a congregation that we don't think is teaching the pattern of God, we can't just let that slide. We can't just think to ourselves, well, it's the Church of Christ, so that doesn't matter. I mean, you know, if it was one of the Baptists, we'd say something about it. But no, at least the Church of Christ, that's okay. We need to say something to them about it. Because if somebody starts, if, if somebody leaves a fellowship that we believe is teaching the truth and following the pattern of God to go be a part of a fellowship that we believe is an error, we need to address that. Because it's not going to be just okay just because it has that right name on the door. We need to take a look at ourselves and what we're doing. What about you? You know, really, I haven't wanted this lesson to really be about making sure you use the phrase Church of Christ properly. What I really want you to go home asking is, am I walking in the light? Because that's what puts us in fellowship with God. And while I hope that you will think about other folks that are out there and the things that they're doing, I hope you don't limit to just thinking about other folks. Because it sure would be easy for us to talk about those churches that are meeting down the street or up the road or across the county. But we can't do anything about what they're doing. We can only impact what we're doing. Are we walking in the light?